0: chapter 11. It's good to be here today. Uh, Let's begin to read in verse 1. And the Bible says, And it came to pass, when Jesus had made an end of commanding his twelve disciples, he departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. Now when John had heard in prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples, and said unto them, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which you do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk, and the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he whomsoever shall not be offended in me. And as they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitudes concerning John, What went ye out unto the wilderness to see a reed shaken with the wind? But what went ye out for to see a man clothed in soft raiment? Behold, they that wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what went ye out for to see a prophet? Yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, uh, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. What a statement. Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent taketh it it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you will receive it, this is Elias, which was for to come. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. You can be seated this morning. Heavenly Father, we come to you today. We thank you again, Lord, uh, for helping us, uh, for helping the choir singing, the special singing. Uh, I pray you is honored in it all. My Lord, it's preaching time. And uh, Lord, we uh, certainly desire and need your help. Uh, We need you to come by and anoint us afresh and that from heaven. Lord, we cannot do this on our own. Lord, I've studied and prayed the best way that I knowed how, and now we're needing some help. I pray this morning, Lord, for the one that's lost, that gets saved. Uh, For the one that needs instruction, that find it in your word. Lord, we not only leave out of here different, but leave better than what we come in. And Lord, you do a work in these dear people's lives and in my life that I cannot do. And Lord, we're going to give you the glory for it and ask you to save that sinner's nearest tail. Now calm our mind and guard our mind for all this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. In Matthew chapter 11, this deals with the time of when uh, John is in prison, uh, and he's heard about uh, what Jesus has do or what Jesus is doing. And uh, let me say real quick that John knew who Jesus was. Uh, there's no argument there, and I'll deal with that in a second. Uh, uh, we know that John baptized Jesus. We know that they were cousins. We uh, understand all that. But at this time. Uh, By here, John has been in prison uh, uh, for probably about a year and a half, maybe two years. uh, Somewhere in that time frame, John's been in prison. If you remember, he preached to Herod and said, You can't have your brother Philip's wife. And boy, he put him in prison uh, for that. And here John has come to a place uh, uh, to where he's doubting uh, uh, really who Jesus is. Uh, Because he said in verse 3, as he sent his two disciples, uh, Art thou he that should come, uh, or do we look for another? Uh, Now, Brother Jeff taught a wonderful uh, study on faith this morning. And uh, we've sung some songs about faith and what uh, God can do for us and has done for us. Uh, But I want to look at the thought this morning of uh, when in doubt. Uh, It's it's fun, if I can say that, to live by faith. I I love to live by faith when my faith will allow me to. (laughs) Some of you all understand that, some of you all don't this morning. I had a a conversation with a gentleman the other day. I I was talking to him, it's been a week or two ago, and Uh, I said the problem we run into a lot of times is uh, if if you live by faith and, and, and you've seen God work in your life and you have prayed and you have watched God move and you know it was God that moved that helped your faith and you know it was God that calmed your heart and spoke to your heart and sent you some help when you needed it. But then we face those times that when we see it again and we need some help and we need some comfort and we want God to come by like He did the last time. But yet this time, He's not doing it exactly the same way. Uh, Sometimes I I told Him, I said, that's my problem, I've had God... Uh, answer me I've had God speak to my heart and I'm not talking about anything crazy I know he uses the Holy Spirit to work through the word of God I understand that but there are some times if we're not careful that we'll begin to get like John and there'll be some doubt creep into our life now let me say real quick as we've seen in the latter part uh, of this chapter Jesus defended John And I'm going to deal with that when I get there. Uh, But first of all, number one, uh, uh, you see John's declaration of Jesus. Take your Bible and go to John chapter 1. Now some of y'all know this, Uh, you've heard me preach on these things before, but some of you have not. Here Johnny is in John chapter 1. He is baptizing down at the Jordan River at Bethabara. Uh, And and the Bible says in John chapter 1, uh, and begin to look with me uh, in verse 26. John 1 verse 26, he's talking to the Pharisees. And John answered them saying, I baptize with water, but there standeth one among you whom you know not. He it is who coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoes latchets I am not worthy to unloose. These things were done in Bethabar beyond Jordan where John was baptizing The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him, and saith, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come, baptizing with water." And John by record saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and in a boat upon him, and I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water. The same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending, and remaining on him the same is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. And I saw, and by record, I, that this is the Son of God. John's declaration of Jesus is He is the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world and He is the very Son of God. Listen, John, I, I had, if I could say this, I, I, God told him, I, he said, look, John, I, I, he said, the one that I'm sending you to preach about, I, there's coming a day you're going to see him I, and when the Spirit descends on him I, and stays on him, I, that's him. I, I mean, that's him. I, and John testified right here in John 1. I, I, he said, while I was baptizing him, I, he said, I saw him I, uh, for who he was. Uh, God revealed him uh, and that unto me. Uh, Ain't you glad that there was a day somewhere in your life if you are saved uh, uh, that Christ Jesus uh, got revealed to you. Uh, Ain't you glad that you seen him uh, as the Lamb of God that takes away uh, uh, the sins of the world uh, and the Son of God that came to die for me and you. Hey, I don't know what John knew uh, about Jesus being the Lamb. Uh, I mean, Paul tells us That thing was a mystery. Him going to Calvary was a mystery. Him dying for man's sins was a mystery. Uh, But listen, John knew something uh, about him being the Lamb of God. Amen. Listen, he knew that he was coming. uh, And that for mine and your sins. Boy, ain't that good today. Let me ask you something. Has Christ Jesus ever been revealed in your life? Have you ever come to a place where you trusted Him and accepted Him to save your soul from a devil's hell? Have you ever done that? Listen, I hope you have. I hope He's been revealed to you. I, I hope you have met Him. and know Him because He's the one that makes all the difference in the world. I, as Miss Sarah stood up here and sung this morning I, about Lord, You're the best thing that's ever happened to me. I, man, He is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Well, I thank God for it this morning. But John knew who Jesus was. John knew. John, it had been revealed to John who Jesus was. But yet here in verse 3, uh, it said, art, he that should, art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Let me ask some of you something. You ever doubted that you got saved? Has that ever bothered you? Now, some of you sitting in here, it ain't never bothered you. I, I don't know. I believe, it was, I believe it was Dale Moody. A woman ran up to him one time and said, Preacher, Preacher, I've been saved for 29 years. And I ain't never doubted it. And, she said, and he looked at her and said, I ain't sure that you got it. Some of y'all understand that here. I don't know whether that's true or not. I don't know. But I do know this. I know that we're human. I, I, and I do know that we have doubts along this life sometimes. I know what the devil does. Go over and look in Psalms chapter 42 sometime when David is crying out to God and he says as a heart paineth after the water so does my heart so does my soul after the Lord and he talks about how the enemy uh, comes by daily uh, and says where is thy God you know and I mean the devil will jump up on your shoulder uh, and he'll tell you that you didn't get saved Uh, he'll tell you you didn't believe right you didn't act right uh, you didn't do it right hey I'm telling you if you want and to get saved and come and trust in Jesus. He'll do his part. Amen. I'm a firm believer in that this morning. But there is a reason in 2 Corinthians 13 why Paul said to examine yourself whether you be in the faith or not. He said, what was it? He says, examine yourself whether you be in the faith. He said, prove your own self. No, you're not your own selves. How that Jesus Christ is in you except you be reprobate. He said, hey, you need to look at that thing. He said, you need to look at that. They, some folk, they come to an altar and they make a profession. I don't know if they didn't pray. I don't know what the deal was. I don't know if somebody coached them into it. I don't know, but I know the night that I got saved, they ain't nobody bothered me except the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Amen. I remember sitting on the back row of that church pew. See, my problem, here, here's my problem. Uh, not my problem. Here's my testimony. Thank God ain't a problem. Uh, uh, listen, uh, uh, here it is. There's a lot of folk I know. Uh, uh, they got saved later on in life. Uh, they, they, they were drunkards. Or, uh, listen, they were sinners. Uh, uh, and I mean well-known sinners. Uh, uh, and boy, God made a difference in their life when they got saved. But I was just a religious church member at 14 years old that had never trusted Christ to save him. And I come to that place one Sunday night and I didn't really even know how to get saved but I know that I wanted to. And I know that if I knelt down and asked Jesus Christ to save me, he'd do that. That much I knew. And he said, all that'll come to me will come to me. And he said, I'll in no wise cast out. Well, I'm glad when I see you say, Preacher, do you not have to say a certain... No, y'all know that. Most of you know that. Maybe you don't know that. There's not any magical prayer for you to say to get saved. I find out through all this Bible that there, 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 there was folk come to Christ. I, I, they all come to Him the same way. They all had to come with the same heart. I, I have a friend. Some of them just asking some different things. You know, what was it? He said, well, he asked that leper over there, will thou be made whole? And yeah, and, 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 and you, remember, you remember what he asked uh, blind Bartimaeus over there? Uh, Wilt thou receive thy sight? See, we, we were all lost and we all had to come to Christ and trust Him the best way that we knew how by that faith that Brother Jeff talked about this morning. Some people, listen, some people need to get saved. There's a reason you wonder about your salvation it's because you never really did come to Christ, then you need to get saved this morning. But you're not the one I'm talking about today. If you've never trusted Him, if you can't, put your, if you can't find a place where something happened in your life, listen, when I got saved, something happened to me. I mean, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I say this morning on the way here, and I know some of y'all heard me tell this story. I mean, even after I got saved, I fell in love with church. I fell in love with the preacher. I even wanted to go help him mow his yard. Man, I ain't never forgot that. If y'all saved, you come help me mow my yard. Amen. Amen. I'm only kidding this morning. The devil will jump up and he'll make you doubt. But I think God wants us to know. Now I'm going to deal with that, but you stay with me. Has God ever moved and worked for you? And you've seen him move and work. You've begged him to work for you and he has. But right now he's not doing that. You're needing Him to do something for you. But right now, He's not. You ever been there? You ever been to the place where you got to wait? You ever been to the place where you really need God to do something right now, give you peace, give you comfort, give you some joy, just answer your prayer? I mean, you've lived by faith, seen God move. Uh, uh, but now you're just not so sure this go around. You've even testified in the past about what God has done and how you've seen God move, but now this time you just ain't so sure. John says, John says, I baptized Jesus. John says, I baptized Him and John by record saying, I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove and it abode And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize the Father. The same said to me, upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remain on him the same as he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. And I saw him by record that this is the Son of God. But now after two years, year and a half, two years in prison, John says, listen, look what your Bible says back in the text Scripture. Now when John had heard in prison the works of Christ, he knew what Jesus was doing. He, listen, he had seen, he had baptized, he had baptized, uh, uh, he had baptized uh, Jesus. He had seen the spirit descend on him like a dove. He had heard of the works of Christ while he's in prison. But now John wonders. Have you ever looked back and, and you know what God has? Done for you. You've seen God work, but now you wonder. You wonder. Man, is all this just, has all this just really been a figment of my imagination? I mean, am I the only one that thinks that way sometimes? Am I the only one that has to deal with my flesh in that way sometimes? To wonder if this thing has. I I, I mean, I'm just trying to be as honest as I can be this morning how to help you and me both. And sometimes, and sometimes I wonder about it. I mean, I get like Job. I'll be honest with you in the one fact where he said over there, even if, if, even if I prayed, God heard and answered my prayer, I still wouldn't believe it's him that done it. That's what Job said. Job said, if he moved, I wouldn't have believed it was him that done it. As I was sick this past week, I tell you, it will make you reflect on some things. And and I remember as I was not getting better. I was sick and not getting better. And I thought, my soul, I've, I've always got better, you know. Uh, and, and, and by the third day, I, I was thinking, I was thinking about Job. Not, not not in comparing myself to Job, but I thought, you know, if he lived month after month after month after month sick like this, man, how miserable he had to be. Job was a hard feller to figure out. He said, He said, this, if God moved for me, I wouldn't believe that he done it, but yet in, in, was it in Job, was it in 13 or 19 that he said, though he slay me, yet I'll trust him. Hard to figure that out, ain't it? But here's John. John declared he knew who Jesus was. He said, but he that sent me to baptize with water. Not only did John declare who Jesus was, not only did he know the works that Jesus done, he said, he, said, he said, God put me in this thing. He said, he is the one that sent me to baptize with water. And even Jesus said over here, he declared that John was right. Uh, uh, he said, it's him. He said, he's not only a prophet, but I sent. My, he's my messenger sent before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. He was not only a prophet, he was the prophet that was prophesied of that would come in the book of Malachi. John declares his very calling. I laid in bed one night and almost got down the rabbit hole and about couldn't get back out of it. I I laid in bed and I thought, who am I, who am I that God would call me to preach the gospel? Now I'm talking about, listen, I've been, I've been, 30, 33 years. I've been preaching for 33 years. Had to count for a minute. <laughs> Some of you were watching me count on my hands. I know you was. But for 33 years, I, I laid in the bed here about a year ago, probably, and, and as I was drifting off to sleep, I was saying, Who am I that God would call me to preach the gospel? Oh, now, give that a little consideration. I was young when I was called to preach and, and probably and didn't know a whole lot about that either. But man, that's an awesome responsibility. That's a big responsibility. I mean, to handle the Word of God. And he talks about pastoring over there. In the book of Peter, he, he, he talks about obeying him to have the rule over you. For they must give an account for your soul. When I stand at the judgment seat of Christ. You moms and dads are going to give an account for the souls of you and your children. Amen. For those in your home, Bible talked about this morning, Brother Jeff was reading part of it, talked about how that Noah moved by faith uh, to the saving of his house. of the ark to the saving of his house. You know, he, he, the first thing he does is build that ark for his house. But you know what? I'm going to stand in judgment for what's been preached in this church right here. I'm going to have to give an answer. I'm going to have to give an answer for it as uh, for your souls and what I've done. But here John is. He's been in prison. I don't think this is a prison that me and you see today. It's not been a good prison, it's been a vile prison. And John is sitting over here. Can I ask you a question? Do you think Jesus has been by to see John in the prison? You think Jesus has sent word to John in the prison? Think about that for just a second. I don't know whether he did or not. We don't have any record of it in the Bible. Maybe he did. I don't know. But I do know this, that it seems to me that there's been no conversation between Jesus and John since he's been in prison. I don't know that. But think about it for just a second. If Jesus has not seen John, talk to John, but yet he's in prison, make you wonder some things. John's declaration was he was the son of God and he was the lamb that take away the sins of the world. But then number two, we see John's doubt. You ever think about why John doubted? You say, well, if, if I was in John's place, I wouldn't have doubted. Oh, you liar. He said there's none greater born a woman than John the Baptist. None greater. Jesus said that about John the Baptist. I don't think me or you, either one, are there. I would like to be there. I'm striving to get there. But that's a pretty big statement coming from the Son of God Himself about His messenger. There's none greater born a woman than John the Baptist. That's a pretty big statement, friend. And here's what John said. He sent his disciples and said, Art thou he that should come? Or do we look for another? He knew the works of Christ. That's what it says right here. He knew the works of Christ. He had heard what Jesus was doing. He had heard. He had seen who Jesus was at Bethabara there at Jordan. The spirit descended on him. And by the way, if you go back and you look at Matthew chapter 3, the Bible also says that not only did the Spirit descend upon him, but they heard a voice from heaven that said, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Everything was pointing to who Jesus was. John seen all this, John heard all this. But yet, now in prison, John wonders is Jesus really the one? Well, I'll tell you, when when you get along by yourself, and it seems like Christ ain't nowhere around, boy, things ain't the way that you thought they were going to be. And things ain't turned out like you wanted to be. Or the way that you hoped them to be or you're going through something, and it seems like that there's no end out there inside. You know, in John's mind, I, I don't know, he's been in there a year and a half, two years maybe at this point, point. And, and, and Jesus, I, I mean, for all recollection, I, I really believe I can say this, he hadn't seen John, he hadn't talked to John, I don't know that, uh, but, but nonetheless, John, he's looking at everything, and he says, are you the one that should come, or do we look for another? And John's even in prison, because of what he preached. You can go over and you can look in Mark chapter 6 and you'll find that story over there and you'll find that he he had told Herod he can't have his brother Philip's wife. But somewhere in all of this time, and by the way, John was a preacher's preacher and a prophet's prophet, and I, I mean he. I, I mean, can you imagine John? Can you really? Can you really? If you know the story of John the Baptist, I, I mean, how that he come out of the wilderness uh, uh, preaching? Uh, how that he come out of the wilderness wearing a leather and girdle, uh, eating locust and wild honey? I mean, I bet he was something to look at. Uh, uh, and the Bible said that he was that Elijah in verse fourteen. That was to come. He, and, and if you go over and you look what what the angel told his dad he said he'll come in the power of Elijah I've got a message I went back and looked at it last night as I was looking over this on, on John and Elijah the similarities of those men of John and Elijah Elijah sits down under the juniper tree and ends up in the cave and John ends up right here in prison doubting who Jesus was Doubt means to waver or to fluctuate in opinion. It means to be in uncertainty. Well, I'm telling you, when, if, 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 if you're doubting your salvation, that is a horrible place to be when you're doubting your salvation. That's a bad place. I mean, that's, that's, just, that's just to be uncertain about things. You just don't know you just sure. You made a profession. You came and you got baptized. And I tell you, that's why I separate baptism from salvation. When they, especially when these kids come in and get saved, I, I want to give them a, a space in there. I know some want to baptize them tonight. If they get saved this morning, I'm not that way. So I don't want them leaning on that. You know how many times I witness to people and talk to people, and I say, "Are oh, you?" say, "Oh yeah, preacher. I've been saved and baptized." I didn't ask you about being baptized. I've asked you about being saved. Do you know you're going to heaven? That water can't wash nothing away. John had it right in John 1.29. Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. Amen. Revelation 25. unto Him that loved us and washed us from our sins in His own blood. He's the one that washed away my sins. And the blood's still on me. Thank God for that. Amen. But why do we doubt? John, John somewhere began to doubt. He began to waver. He began to doubt that thing. And, and listen, the devil, he, he does want you to doubt. He does want you to doubt your flesh for whatever reason. Man, it struggles sometimes if it's trying to do it in itself. But what men you have to do is take things by faith and just believe God's Word. That's how I finally figured out that I don't have to worry about my salvation. I come to get saved that night. I asked Jesus to save me that night. I believed who he was. I believed what he done. I never had a problem in my life believing what Jesus done at Calvary and the empty tomb. Been raised with that all my life. Listen, and believe that all my life. That wasn't an issue with me trying to convince me about who Jesus was. Just wasn't my problem. My problem was I just needed to trust him. Some people... They struggle with that. When you will just believe the word of God and take it for face value and for what it says, that'll help you. What do you mean? What do you mean? It'll help you. Well, doubt will make you worry. Doubt will, will, will eat your lunch, as one fellow says. Doubt will consume you. It'll just it'll make you fret. You know, if you look over there for Samuel by Hannah, she fretted. Fretted means to wire away at, and I mean it'll just wire away at you if you'll let it and if I'll let it. Doubt to waver or fluctuate in opinion. Was God going to come by and help me this time? Is God going to show up and do something for me? I mean, you ever been there? Maybe not. Maybe you've never been there before in your life, but maybe you don't want to admit that you've never been there. Because there's going to come a place in life sometime, friend, that you ain't going to be able to handle things by yourself. I had a dear friend call me one day, and man, he, he, he was, he's on up in his 30s, and, and man, his life has been good. I mean, as far as we would consider it, got a nice family, sweet family. They're in church. And and just a wonderful family. And and he called me one day. And and me and him are friends. And and we were talking about faith, living by faith, trying to make some decisions by faith. And and he kind of broke down on the phone with me. And he said, "The, the problem I've had all these years is everything's always went my way. And I've never really had to live by faith. Think about that for a second. I mean, that's what he told me. He made some decisions in his home, and he told me one day, he said, he, and there were some decisions that him and his wife had to make, and, and he said, I know what the right thing is to do, but just to doing it. It's going to be a little hard. Sometimes we know what the right thing is to do, but it's just going to be a little hard. That's where living by faith comes in at. If you don't know what the right thing is to do, then you keep doing what you know to do right. Did that make sense to y'all? Sometimes you don't know what to do, so you just keep on doing what you know to do right. Let me park right here and say this real quick. There's sometimes you're going to have to make a decision. You're standing at a fork in the road, and you've got to make a decision today, not tomorrow. Not the next day, but you're standing right there, right now. And you've got to make a decision, and you don't have that warm feeling in your heart. As a matter of fact, you're standing there looking up to heaven, going, Lord, what do I do? You take what you know about this book and what you know about the Lord, and you make a decision. That's all, I, that's, all, that's all I can tell you to do, friend. I mean, we're always, I'm always, I don't know about you. I'm always looking for heaven to open, the light to shine, whoa, and it'd be like that. And I mean, this is it. This is where you need to go. That's what I'm always looking for. I'm always looking for that in a message. I mean, boys, I, I'll be honest with you, I wish I could take my Bible, throw it on my study desk at the house, let it fall open, and god say, right there it is. And that'd be easy, wouldn't it? But Ted Pegram taught me one time. He said, "Son," he said, "I know it gets hard to study. I know it gets hard to try to find the mind of God sometimes." But he said, "If you'll just go to that study and keep working at it, God'll help you." I ain't never forgot that. I've got one of the best wives in the world. We'll be, we be. She knows I need to go to study sometimes. She knows that. Maybe we're watching something on TV, and and uh, she'll say, uh, she'll say. Uh, you want, you want me to turn this off so you can go on to the study? And then, and then the conversation turns into I'm, I'm going to turn this off so you can go on to the study. And then sometimes it's click. She knows. I mean, listen, we've been married for 29 years. I, I, I mean, you, you learn some of this stuff. If I'll just go on, a lot of times God will just help me. I want you to look at what, how Jesus dealt with John. How Jesus dealt with John's doubt. Look in verse 4. And go show John again those things which you do here and see. Jesus didn't say, wait a minute, let me go down and see John. He didn't say, let me give him a special word. He said, you just go back and you tell John... Now watch what your Bible says again. Do you know what the word again means? Once more. A second time. That's what again means. He said go back and tell John again. Do you realize what he has done for you before? He is still the same God now. What do you mean, preacher? You know what? Do you know? Do you know why I carry this right here? Most of y'all know why I carry that. That's that card I got from over in the nursing home for Miss Tammy before she went to heaven. And I was asking God. I was asking God, Lord, am I even in the right place? Am I even supposed to be at the nursing home? I, I mean, Lord, when I go to the nursing home tomorrow, just let somebody tell me that I've been a blessing, that I've been a help to them, and uh, and all these things. And and and. And, and, and I got there and nobody said nothing most of y'all know that story I've told it I've told it everywhere I go I've told it probably here a thousand times and I remember that that morning I set my guitar down at the front desk and I walked and seen somebody else and I come out and I picked that guitar up and out the door I went and I was telling the Lord Lord there ain't nobody told me nothing I was almost disgusted with the whole situation. Didn't really know if I even needed to be there. If I was doing any good. Didn't know what was going on in my life. Especially about that. But when I walked in the door. And this is a copy. I, I, I got to where I don't carry the real one anymore. I just made a copy of this one. Because I don't want to lose it. When I walked in the door. Tammy was sitting in, in the dining area and handed me a card. It was Christmas time. And handed me a card. And now you've got to remember my prayer was, Lord, just, just let somebody tell me that I've been a blessing or a help. or It was something like that. I can't even remember exactly what the prayer was. But I needed some help. And so it says Merry Christmas on that side. And she had wrote on the inside, Dear Mark and Kelly, I hope you and your family have a very Merry Christmas. And a happy new year. And then she addressed it to me. She said, Mark, you have been a blessing to me. You preach some good services. You are a blessing to me. There it is. That was the answer to my prayer the whole time. You said, well, you're stre-. I ain't stretching it all. That's what I asked for. And I had it when I first walked in the door. Say, when did you figure that out? Probably about three or four days later, I happened to look in my Bible and I thought, well, there's that card that Tammy gave me on the way in. I said, I probably ought to look at that. And when I opened it up and I looked at it, God just kind of smacked me on top of the head and and said, see, I answered that right away. You just didn't get it. So you know what the Lord does to me sometimes when, when I get to doubting and some things? He shows me again. He shows me again. He shows me again His Word. Listen, I, He shows me again His Word that He saved me. He shows me His Word again that He keeps me. He shows me His Word again that He's not going to leave me. He shows me His Word again that He called me. I listen, that He's done something special in my life. I, I'm not because of who I am, but because of who He is. God's done something in my life. Jesus did not beat up on John. He did not chide with John. He did not beat up on Elijah when Elijah sat under the juniper tree. As a matter of fact, he fed him and knew the path that he was going to take. Jesus even defended John. Do you not realize that the Lord knows what we are and what we're made out of? He knows our weaknesses. He knows our flesh. How that friend, that there's times that doubt is going to creep up in our life. He knows those things about us. And yet right here, after Jesus sent back and told him, said you tell John that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Said you go back and tell John them things. But then he begins to defend John to the people. He wasn't that reed shaken by the wind. He wasn't a soft man. But he was a preacher's preacher. And he was a prophet. But more than a prophet. But he was the greatest that was ever born among women. And here John doubted. But yet Jesus defended him. Ain't you glad today that Jesus will come to our defense? And to our rescue, even in our moments of doubt. In our moments of worry, when we wring our hands and wonder whether any of this stuff's going to happen, He will help us. What to do when you doubt? Just go see again. Just go see again. He's the same one that saved you. He's the same one that keeps you. He's the same one that answered your prayer the last time. Why would He not do it again? Why would He not help you this time? He may just do it a little different this time. He may try our faith a little more this time. I don't know what you doubt and I don't know what you need. But let's bow our heads this morning if we would.